Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear, and then we talk about it. This is page three, four, five. He came to his feet. Then you should start. You have been spending too much time with all these books. You need to wash the dust from your brains. So we went for a drink, but I still harbored my suspicions. I bounced the idea off Simmon when I next had the chance. He accepted it more easily than Willem had, which isn't to say he believed me, just that he accepted the possibility. He said I should mention it to Lauren. I didn't. The blank-faced master archivist still made me nervous, and I avoided him at every opportunity for fear I might give him some excuse to ban me from the archives. The last thing I wanted to do was suggest his precious archives had been slowly pruned over the last 300 years. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. So a more generous reading of both Willem and Sim than we've been giving at least Willem in the last few pages is that uh, Willem is not a snitch. Willem is not a plant. Willem is just uh, stoic and practical and naturally skeptical. And Willem genuinely believes that Quoth is just getting a little bit wrapped up in a bet that they made. So he says, you know, go have a drink. Don't worry about it. And then Honest Simon who uh, is listening to Quoth and maybe intuits that Quoth feels strongly about this, Anna Simmon then goes to Lauren thinking he's doing Quoth a favor and says, hey, there's a concern that we have. And then Lauren tells Oxidal to get rid of Quoth. Yeah, that's that's a much less sinister, uh, tragic version of, of our, our idea. And we do know that both of Quoth's friends have kind of gone behind his back before for his own good to like, you know, get his workload eased off. Yeah. And if he seems like he's getting stressed out by this, wouldn't this be another time when they think that like, Oh, you know, maybe we should, you know, if Koth is concerned about it, we know that he's nervous around Lauren. We can do him a favor. Yeah. I also definitely picture Quoth as like the always sunny in Philadelphia meme, Charlie and the conspiracy board. Like, <laughs> listen, it's conspiracy boards all the way down with That's Page right. of the Wind. There's, I guess, not a lot to talk about because this is such a short page. Search your feelings. There's always something to talk about. It's interesting to me that Quoth is nervous around Lauren, but not for any of the reasons that we've been throwing out on our uh, on our last couple of pages about how Lauren is a secret Amiranoid doing doing you know information warfare but just because Quoth doesn't want to get banned from the archives again. And that's a very relatable instinct to me. Like if I got in trouble with a teacher or like a boss or something, I would definitely do my best to steer clear of them for a while because I don't want to get on their bad side again because I'm a goody two shoes who loves following rules. Yeah, Jeremy, you love rules. I do. Now for a, uh, someone who wants to upend the system, you sure love rules. I just want a <laughs> system with better rules. Yeah. <laughs> I just want the rules to benefit me. Yeah, exactly. And like everybody. Like that's why I could never be an anarchist because I do believe on some level that hierarchy is good and necessary. But I think that anarchists have a lot of good ideas about how we should always be skeptical of hierarchy and like willing to question it and overturn it. But I'm not ever going to be the kind of person who thinks that we can do things without like somebody in charge and without rules to follow. Good. Yeah. All right. I only have one more note. There is what yes, there is one rule that we on Page of the Wind unerringly follow, mm-hmm. and it's that Jordana must talk about the chapter title at the end of a chapter. That's right. The chapter title of this chapter was a significant absence, obviously referring to the absence of info on the mirror in the archives. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it refers to like what Quoth's talking about. It's like a conspicuous absence, right? There's like a, it's a, there's an Amir shaped hole in the archives. Like that's the absence he's talking about. Yeah. A void in the force. A valence, you say? A virgin. A virgin, <laughs> See, I'm imagining it more like the way that Yuzhan Vong present in the force in the expanded universe where they just like don't appear in the force at all. Yeah. They were good. I'm sure they they'll come good. back. They're they're really plundering the expanded universe for like content. So I'm sure after they've like exhausted Thrawn, which seems to be the new like arc that they're bringing in to mainstream Star Wars, they'll they'll start to plunder it for other stuff. I sense a tangent coming on. Do we have any mail? We do. We have a little letter here from SNC who writes on page three two seven. One thing you missed on this page is the parallels between Violet Bide, the song that Quoth is performing, and Quoth's own life at the time. The protagonist of the song, Violet, is waiting for her love to return from the sea, much like Quoth is waiting for Denna to return. Also, she seemingly has many suitors who come calling, like how Quoth has many women in Imra and the university who are interested in him. Thanks for the podcast, and hope you're all doing well during this difficult time. I think we glossed over that because that seems like a pretty... Toby... I'm doing a podcast right now. Can you can you hold off? Uh, I think we we skipped over that because that's pretty standard like ballad stuff. But I think you're right to point out that it does kind of mirror what's what's going on. And I think that Quoth is singing it for that reason, right? Like I think Quoth is like, I'm sad. My you know Bay's not around right now. I'm gonna sing a sad song about pining for your loved ones. Yeah, and pining for absent loved ones, especially ones who uh, when you have to like turn down other people because this one person has been put on a pedestal uh, is kind of a uh, relatable and universal situation for, for many. Mm -hmm. Johnny Cash wrote about it. I would argue that he sang about it. Well, he did one, he did one and then he did the other. Fine. (laughs) I'm not saying I was wrong. No, you're right. We're all right. We're all right here on page of the wind. Yes. Everyone is always right. That's right. Yay. You can be right with yep. us tomorrow. Can we, can we, hang on, we gotta we gotta get another bit in here. Let's, 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 right. let's jam a bit. Jam a bit in there. <laughs> we got any bits? Anyone got any bits? No. Taking all my bits. bit is that you don't no, get any bits. No, I, I exhausted my bit repertoire when we talked about prophylactories. Oh, that was good. Damn, that was a good series. That, that was. was a while I, ago. I wanted to riff. We will never like. That was really begging for like a series of riffs on having sex with liches, but I think prophylactories really, uh, really was like the top of that. Like I don't know where else you would go. Only time it was the first pun that came to mind. Yeah. Well, uh, we shall bone up on our lich sex references when we return on another page of Lich. Better have my bone up has. Three meanings this time. No, oh, yeah, no, the it, wind. Yeah. The wind. We're done. The wind. <laughs> uh, yeah, liches ain't shit. Wind! Uh, <laughs> hang up the phone, Nick! Liches ain't shit. I got shit, 99 problems. <laughs> I got 99 problems, but a lich ain't one. <laughs> Slap my lich up. <laughs> <laughs> colon tomb of horrors <laughs> are you done uh, now probably not but we can uh we can sign off
Page of the Wind.